Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Today, we're going back into the mailbag here. I, th- I think I had a name for this. I don't even remember what it's called. It was a popcorn bag. It was something. Either way, we're digging into a question that I got from a listener. And this is kind of in line with the whole conversation we've been having around student loans. Uh, and help me answer this, as always, my favorite student loan person, Nika from Debt Free Gotta Be. How's it going, Nika? Hi, Chris. Appreciate you coming and joining me yet again. I feel like I've just been bugging you back and forth with all these different questions around student loans. I'm happy to be here. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sure everyone else listening to this appreciates it too, because this stuff is confusing. Yes. This question, it came in from Deanna and she said, good morning. I am one of many Americans who has student loan debt. Uh, The new save plan has been blinking in my face, but I'm hesitant to apply for it. I feel with my situation, I can't find the benefit of it or if this plan is for me. If it helps, I make around $85,000 before any additional bonuses. This amount is more than I've seen in many examples used. So I'm a little bit on the loss side. Is it possible you could go over the save plan and dumb it down a bit, as well as explain if this would be beneficial for someone making a higher income? In a previous episode, we've already covered uh, the save program uh, or save plan. Uh, Nika did an amazing job going through all the details. So go back and check out that episode. But we'll focus specifically on Deanna's question here in the part about someone with a higher income. How does this work? Because there are some income requirements to qualify for certain benefits of this plan, right? Uh, yes and no. So I get this question a lot and actually save could actually work in this situation, whether you have a high income or not. One of the things you need to ask yourself before jumping on an income driven repayment plan is what your overall plan is with your student loans. Are you looking to pay off your student loans yourself in less time than some of the forgiveness programs have as far as repayment terms? Or are you trying to take advantage of any program that exists that you qualify for and kind of have that working for you in the background? That's the major question you want to ask yourself to determine what repayment plan you want to go for. Now, if your standard or the standard repayment plan, which is usually what they put people on when they get out of school, it's usually the higher payment available because it's meant to pay your loans off in 10 years. If that is too much for you, then an income-driven repayment plan may actually provide you with a lower monthly payment that is more manageable. And of course, because it's an income-driven repayment plan, it's going to be based on your income. So if you make more money, your monthly payment is going to be higher than if you made less than, let's say, in this example, $85,000. What could potentially lower your monthly payment is your family size, whether you are married or have children. Because of course, if you have one income going in, but you have a family size larger than one, then of course that also helps lower your monthly payment because it's like, hey, the federal government can recognize, okay, I've got this income, but it is providing for this many people. Perhaps they can't manage this monthly payment, so they'll lower it. One of the things I want to say regarding your income and whether or not save is for you or not is to understand that with the save repayment plan, it is the repayment plan that is designed to be the lowest of all of the income driven repayment plans. Most of the income driven repayment plans that aren't save are based on anywhere from 15 to 20% of your discretionary income, which is your income after you've paid your essentials. Save actually bases your monthly payment on a weighted average between 5 and 10%. So using that calculation, your payment should 
be lower on the save repayment plan. What I recommend you doing, because you know we're talking numbers here and everyone's situation is different, studentaid.gov actually has repayment calculators that may be helpful in determining what uh, repayment plan you should actually be on. So it's not easy to say, well, if you make over $85,000 or you make under that, whether save is right for you or not, because there's so many different variables. But on the concept of save and what save was designed for in making payments more affordable for people, in theory, you would think that save would give you the lower monthly payment. I know that was a mouthful. No. <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing. You do a great job explaining this because there's no real easy way to ever break down any of right. the student loan stuff. It takes a little bit of time because there's just so many details and so much nuance. It's nuanced. It's yes. so nuanced. Yeah. When I read this question, it's like I've heard this from other people. My brother, who has uh, a large amount of student loan debt, and he's you know he, has, he makes a good income. Sure. He also was like with these prepayment plans. A lot of times, it doesn't really help me at all because when you're a higher income earner, there's not really much relief. Is this done mainly as like a way to just say you know we want to help the people who need this the most with 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 covering these payments? Exactly. And now it's unfortunate because I was also one of those people. It's unfortunate that the federal government bases your income on. You know, they use that to determine your ability to actually repay your loans, which isn't a full picture of people's financial situation, right? You can have six-figure earners and they still struggle and live paycheck to paycheck. It doesn't necessarily mean that they can actually afford their student loan payments. So usually there is some type of income cutoff uh, as far as what your monthly payment will be once you're in repayment. And this is also why, I know this isn't the point of this question, but it's also why there are income limits to some forgiveness, like what Biden is working on now, because in theory, they're, they're really trying to just help the people who they believe need the help. And that's low-income borrowers, borrowers who had to take on Pell Grants, you know, borrowers with larger family size, one income, and so on and so forth. I know we've covered a lot of these details already in the, the previous episode we did, but just um, this may be a repeat. So let me know if you've already covered this. But for someone in this situation, is there a benefit for a higher income earner to hop on a plan like save other than the fact that the uh, percentage of your discretionary income is lower? Is that the biggest yes. benefit for jumping on this plan versus one of the other ones? No, the biggest benefit may actually be the interest subsidy. And that's, just, mm. and of course, you know, the larger the balance, the more interest is going to accrue. And so the interest subsidy is where if you're on the saver payment plan, as long as you make your monthly payment, even if that's $0 or $10, uh, the government will actually pay your unpaid interest so that your balance doesn't balloon. But I'll also say that Another benefit, especially if you have a higher income, is that if you're working in public service, the goal is to be on the repayment plan that's going to give you the lowest monthly payment. Because you know at the end of the day, once you've met the payment requirements, the time and service, those loans are going to be forgiven, including any outstanding interest, should there be any. Oh, so yeah, that is in your best interest. Like if yes. you're going to be on a, on some type of public student loan forgiveness plan 
to pay the least amount you can. Least amount you can. You're working towards getting that forgiven after uh, yeah. after the period is up. Okay, so that's good to know. No, thank you for yeah. bringing this up. I feel like we had already talked about this, and okay, now I feel like I understand it even more. And uh, um, Deanna, I hope this helped. I hope this clears some things up for you because don't don't feel bad at all because this stuff is so confusing. <laughs> I am here to learn from Nika as well when it comes to a lot of these questions. So, Nika, thank you so much for coming back on here and, and breaking this down. Where can people go if they want to connect with you? If they want to learn more from you and all this like great student loan information you have. Of course, on Instagram at DebtFreeGunnaBe and on my website at DebtFreeGunnaBe.com. All right, perfect. And please go because Nika has some plans for the new year. She has some great things that will be showing up on that website for all of you who are dealing with these student loans, which I know so many of you are. So Nika, thank you for thank you for your work. Thank you for all you do in this area to keep us all informed and appreciate you coming back. Thank you, Chris. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.